Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Not our best quality, but anyone could hear that. And I actually know the reference this week. It is by Weekel. You got it, man. By Apocalypse. It is awful this week. I mean, let's just rattle off the teams right away. Bills, Cowboys, Jags, Vikings, Steelers, Chargers. Well, Every so many single one games. of those has like a relevant and in many cases, multiple relevant players that are on buys. Everyone, I think, is impacted this week. You got it, dude. Oh yeah, it's a nightmare. Dan, how are you doing? It's a beautiful day, man. I'm I'm remote. I'm in Bloomington, Indiana, oh. uh, visiting my mother and my sister. I'm enjoying tons of good food. I have barstools in town this week for the Ohio State Indiana game, which I'll be attending. So it life is good oh, right now. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. You know, it, it's we're recording at a little bit of a different time, so I apologize. I got one angry text. They're like, <laughs> I got I got an angry Snapchat. Yep. <laughs> but you know, it is what it is. Sometimes, you know, we have to make adjustments, and I appreciate the three people's patience that listens to this. <laughs> it's still funny. It's it still is. funny. And you know, this is going to be a little bit of an abridged pod, just because for you know whatever reason um so we're gonna recap the two trades and then we're gonna go through the matchups which spoiler alert i took the lead one game thank you one game Uh uh-huh um but let's let's talk about we had two trades and i think two very interesting trades um should we jump in dan yeah let's let's jump in all right the first trade actually involved you and sam and you in in this first deal you sent mr chuba hubbard and sam sent two 2022 second round draft picks one of them is sam's the other is stefan and sam also sent the um obligatory one dollar in fab dan let's hear kind of your thoughts since you were front and center with this trade well i Um, mean getting getting fab out of sam is like pulling teeth this is i mean just getting fab out of anybody is ridiculous but um so i mean obviously we know i'm the king of trading backup running backs for second round draft picks and this is true sam got himself in a in a tough spot Mm-hmm. Needed to have it happened. Um, he knew I had, I was talking with somebody else about moving Hubbard with it. Okay. And Sam went through and sweetened the pot pretty good for me. And this was a win in my life. I shaved a little points. Not that that's going to help me at all, but I begin to acquire more pieces um, to try and hit the lotto in um, drafting. Yeah, no, I mean, so 
you mentioned another team. I mean, was it close? Did like could it have the, gone? The offer would have been to send Hubbard a well, it was, it was Hubbard Mac Jones and Ooh, blockbuster Hubbard Mac Jones, and in return, I get a first round draft pick or two first round draft picks and a veteran QB. Okay. That's so interesting. So it, it, it is. I, I, I'm a little bit higher on the Mac Jones piece right now okay. after seeing him come out. So I think that was getting the two seconds was nice. Having having the the two first would have been would have been kind of nice with it, but I didn't like where that put my team in the rebuild process. Okay. Fair enough. Um I mean, just outsider third party views on it. I mean, I think for Sam, I mean, it's a little bit of a desperate trade. I mean you know, Hubbard is a backup running back, you know, but Christian McCaffrey's been out now for four weeks and we saw kind of last year how things sort of lingered with him and a weak injury turned into like, you know, a season ending injury. I'm not saying that's what's going to happen here, but I think for Sam's team, you know, how things have gone, it's, um, you know, a necessary evil, I guess, you know, he, Sam's got a deeper team that's battled injuries um, and he had some excess draft picks. So, I think it's a premium that he paid. I'm not sure I would have paid it, but I understand why he did it. Um, from your side of things, I think it's an absolute no-brainer. Like, two seconds for him. I mean, yeah, that that's a big win for you, I think. Yep, and, I, and we understand the 2020 draft class, again, as everybody's talking about, is very up in the air. With yeah, it, I'll continue that's... to invest into it, see, see if I can strike gold somewhere in this and find myself a Tom Brady in the sixth round. Yep, I mean, that that is a fair point, too. I mean, I think, again, who knows how it'll shake out, but right now the draft class doesn't look quite as strong as some of the most recent ones. So maybe those second-round draft picks aren't quite the premium that Superflex tends to produce in the second round. Um, but, you know, a lot of football to be played, a lot of things to shake out to change that. You got um, it. Any other thoughts before we move on to the second trade? No, I think we covered it. Did, did you get Sam's um, side of things or no? Yeah, I mean, I think it was kind of like a lot of the stuff I echoed. He, you know, with Christian McCaffrey and his situation, you know, he was, you know, they didn't put him on IR initially. He was out, you know, it seemed like it was a kind of a week to week thing. And then just as it's, you know, the third week, which he wasn't on IR, they decide, oh, we're going to put him on IR. So he's at least out another three weeks. Well, at this point, two more weeks. Yep. So I think especially after last year, you know, Sam didn't have McCaffrey, but um, you know, in this league. Um, but we saw kind of just the process and what happened with his injury. And I think the team is better. And I think there's a reason for CMC to come back. But I mean, I think they're going to be patient because at the end of the day, I think Hubbard has shown that he's um, a reliable, consistent option that they can rely on. So I think for Sam, it was just a little bit, you know, spooked by how things have gone with CMC. And, you know, his team was, you know, it's battled some injuries and his depth has really been tested and it's young depth. So unfortunately it's a little bit inconsistent, but I think Hubbard was a, a good temporary bet. And, you know, with CMC, I mean, the last two years, unfortunately have been injuries. So, you know, the position is, I don't know. Yeah. It's the running back position. It's, you know, it, you can be the most healthy guy and then it just all of a sudden you rattle off a few injuries and you're out for a week, month, season, and it sucks. So, you know, it's kind of just comes with the territory as a lot of people in this league are dealing with, unfortunately. 
Yep. And the, again, the fact that we go into bipocalypse here is mm-hmm. is kind of rough. So, yeah. OK, well, let's move on to the next deal. And that involved Jerry and Steve. Um, in this one, Steve sent Mr. Sam Darnold one dollar in fab. And Jerry sent a 2022 first round draft pick. That is Adams. A 2022 fourth round draft pick. That is Jerry's. And Mr. Teddy Bridgewater. Dan, what are your thoughts? So Sam Darnold's really come down to earth. So the question becomes is how much do you believe in what you saw the first couple weeks out of Sam Darnold versus what we've seen out of the last two weeks? And I think that's the, that's going to make this trade look boom or bust. Um, You know, Bridgewater is, again, I'll make the Joe Flacco reference. He's not going to win you many matchups, but he's not going to lose you many matchups. Uh, I mean, a couple 20-point games, a couple 18-point games, one at 11, one at six. Um, He's got a couple juicy matchups coming here in the next weeks. But, I mean, when we look at, on the flip side, where we go to Darnold, rougher schedule. With it, um, obviously not having Christian McCaffrey is a bit of a, a tough point here. I don't know if I see much difference in the two QBs. I, I traded for, for Darnold in a league. With that, I know you gave me some shit for it, and I appreciate that. Um, it always goes a long <laughs> way as we play in many, many leagues together. Um, Darnold or Bridgewater, which one do I would I rather have? I'd rather have Darnold with it. I, I think you have a bigger upside to it, but I think your your floor is also a little bit lower. Um I'm an upside guy, so I I like Donald. Giving up the first next year, it's going to be a late first. Could you get a caliber player like Sam Darnold in that spot? I don't think so. And this, I mean, this very well could be the last pick of the first round here. Um, I guess I'm a little indifferent. I, it's not as big as it needs to be, and I'm spending probably way too much time explaining that. But I no, it's good to hear. Uh, I'll take I'll take I'll take Darnold. You know, give yeah. up the pick, you know, get rid of Bridgewater again. I'm okay with what Jerry did here. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think you echoed a lot of the thoughts that I was going to say. You took the words out of my mouth. I mean, I really think Darnold and Bridgewater, I don't know if there's a huge difference. But I'm with you. I think there is still upside with Darnold. I mean, this Carolina offense is talented. Um, you know, they traded for him. You know, you got to assume he's going to be the guy for many years to come. Um but, I mean, I think, you know, this trade is kind of similar in my, how I view, like, the Daniel Jones trade, you know, Jer's earlier move for Jalen Hurts. I mean, I think these quarterback quarterbacks are just hard to acquire. Like, if you're not in this league, if you're not, like, going to play a premium, like, a crap ton for an elite guy, you're still going to play pay a decent amount for, like, these average guys. And that's where Sam Darnold kind of falls into. So, I mean, I think from the price side of things, I think it's fair. You know, Adam's pick should be, you know, mid to late, um, somewhere in that ter- territory. Um, but Darnold, I don't love him, but I also realize that he's a quarterback. He's in a good offense. He's young. There's some upside still there. I wouldn't have necessarily done this deal, but I kind of get where Jerry's coming from. Um, you know, he's a younger guy that could kind of fit with his team. Um, you know, hopefully, like you said, it's we see kind of the early in the season Sam Darnold and not what we've seen maybe the last few weeks. Yeah, it's 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 all the crapshoot here. You get four years younger with it. You get mm-hmm. I mean, you could argue you, you could make an argument about which team has better talent around it. Yep. You know, healthy Jerry Judy on this team, you know, Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick versus, 
you know, Robbie Anderson, um, DJ Moore, Christian McCaffrey with it, Noah Fant. Um, who the fuck's tight end for the Carolina Panthers? Tommy Tremble. No Tommy, Tommy Tremble. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, Come on. I, I know that's, I should shame myself on that being, damn it. Um, I was, I was going to go with Ian. What's his nuts. Ian Tom- um, well, Ian Thomas is still there. Okay. So I wouldn't have felt so bad, but no. yeah, I mean, it's weapon wise. Both teams have, have huge names and huge big playabilities yeah. with it, but now and, it's who can maximize. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, I really think they're just kind of the same, you know, Teddy Bridgewater, Sam Darnold, they're just kind of like the new Jake Cutler, you know, Andy Dalton quarterbacks, like they're fine. They're, they serve their purpose, but you're not going to really be, I think, excited to have them on your team um, just because how inc- how I think inconsistent they're going to be. So, you know, Jerry's rolling the dice here. And for Hertz, it worked out big time. You know, we'll see how Darnell pays off. Yep. All right. Let's move on to matchups. Like I said, it's going to be a quicker week. So we're not really going to do, I think, any. We're not going to have any filler you... content. Yeah, no filler content. But last week I went five and one and you went four and two. Or excuse me, I went six and oh, and you went five and one. Five so and one. I take a one game lead. Twenty nine to seven in pick them. And how exciting our matchup is and the fact that I laid up 64 points last week. These mm-hmm. matchups should be fucking riveting. Yeah, it looks like we have another match or week of really four shitty matchups and two decent, possible maybe. decent ones. Yep. Yeah. So let's let's go through kind of the easy ones. I mean, let's. St- how about you and I? We're playing a game this week. <laughs> um, you know, three months ago this might have been great on paper, but right now, not so good. I mean, your team obviously is barely a team. I'm down Delvin Cook and Ezekiel Elliott, but you know, knock on wood, that might not matter this week. So I'm going to go with me. I think you are the very good spot there. A lot of it becomes is, you know, you've got Kyler Murray, which you're, you're hoping he continues to keep the pace and everything there. I've got role players that I'm trying to figure out there that are auditioning essentially for positions in next year's team Yep, as it goes here. But I, it'll be, I, I want to see Michael, Michael Gallup keep coming back soon with it. Just, just for seeing the pieces come with it. But yeah, I mean, this is fucking lopsided as hell. Yeah. All right, let's move on to another lopsided matchup, and we're going to see Mr. Nick Ruth taking on Stefan. And, again, I I think Nick Nick doesn't have a quarterback, and he doesn't have a running back. Um, There's a good chance that Nick might get under my 64 points from last week. It's a possibility. I mean, DJ Moore, Noah Fant, Bateman, (laughs) Curtis Samuel, like these guys are going to have to go off to – just break 50 points. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, yep. I don't know if we need to really devote much time. I mean, I'm sure Stefan has some bye week injury or concerns. I mean, Najee Harris is obviously not playing. He's got Deontay Johnson, but I mean, Kirk Cousins is on a bye. It doesn't matter. Stefan's going to smoke Nick Ruth. Yeah, absolutely. Smoke, but I do, I do want to go back to this. Um, yeah. Cooper Cup found the end zone twice last week. So I'm, I'm not back on track, but I'm, but I'm trending. You think the MVP <laughs> twenty five hundred yards is in play still? No, twenty five hundred is not in play. But I have a I have an opportunity for touchdowns. Okay, all right. I respect it. Um, all right, let's move on to the next one and let's go through and look at Sam taking on Steve. Um, you know, this is you know when we look at kind of the the Marvel division, you know, Jerry, Sam, Armand, 
they had the luxury of playing these non-playoff teams, and which is basically two gimme wins taken on Steve and Chris, and uh, you know maybe you to an extent if they get lucky with that matchup. Um, so for Sam, I mean, Steve doesn't have. I mean, I don't. I mean, it's, it's really hard to make a compelling argument for Steve. Um, I I guess he picks up you know Keenum as a starter this week. So he's going to have two quarterbacks since he has a Teddy Bridgewater. Um, that's, you know, something. Um, but it's... He, it's yeah, the, the Borough-Baltimore the Borough Baltimore matchup should be a damn good one with Baltimore's yep. defense on it. Um, Teddy Bridgewater, obviously, is going up against one of the best front sevens in the entire game. Yep. But Justin Fields has a really, really, really injured, injury-prone Tampa Bay game. That, that game legitimately could be 500 to 400. With it, like there, I don't think anybody stops anybody in that game. Unfortunately, you're um, giving the Bears' offense too much credit for my taste. But well, I, I mean, right. we can't we can't run the ball, so we might as well throw it. Yeah, true. But I mean, yeah. I, so ultimately, Sam's team is just superior to Steve. I don't think yep. this is going to be close. Agreed. All right, last kind of gimme matchup, and we're seeing uh, Jer take on Chris. Um, Again, just kind of similar thing. I mean, in Chris's situation, he also, or he gets, I guess, Jimmy Garoppolo back this week from what it sounds like. So mm-hmm. that's encouraging. Running backs are lacking. I mean, you know, he's got yeah. Malcolm Brown and Peyton Barber. Um, you know, Jamar Chase and Hollywood Brown have been a pretty strong combo at wide receiver for him. But that's really all she wrote for Chris's team. I mean, Jerry, he's got some... I mean, who does he have on by this week? I mean, James Robinson is a big one. Um, Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard, maybe LaVisca Chenault. Um, But Jerry's just, again, lineup is just too strong this week. I mean, Fournette, Henderson, even Sam Darnold. um, Metcalf, you know, you don't feel great without Russell Wilson, but it's hard to imagine Jerry not dominating this matchup. Agreed. I'm I'm really excited to see which Kyle Pitts we get coming back off the bye and which one, you know, Jerry's going to have an opportunity with. Yep. Good call. It'll be interesting after that dominating performance before the bye in, in London. Mm-hmm. All right. We've got two sort of marquee matchups, um, one kind of clear matchup of the week. So let's go with, uh, you know, second place, Adam and Armand. Um, both teams have by issues or injury related yes. issues. Um, you know, when we look right off the bat at Adam's team, you know, Kittle is unfortunately out, you know, he has, I guess, quote unquote, Kittle's handcuff and dwelly, but it doesn't really work like the running back position. You can't just chalk in the backup to step in and produce. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it's, yeah. Go ahead. I, I was I was gonna say. I mean, this Byron Pringle. I mean, OJ Howard found the the end zone last week. He's got a questionable designation. We're rolling with Miko Hardman. I mean, we got to see some of these role player guys for for Adams team really kind of step up to to make a difference. Peoples Jones takes a huge hit with no Baker. Um, I mean, Godwin's still gonna have his matchup against the Bears. Scary Terry, little questionable designation here. Is Julio going to play this week? I believe Saquon Julio going to play this week. Right I don't know if Saquon's going to play. Lineup. Um, I, I have more Julio. I think Julio is going to play. AJ Brown's not would be where I'm at. 
Um, the Barkley piece, I haven't followed with it as I buy myself practice to see that he did not practice today. Yep. Um, with that, I, I don't feel confident about where Saquon's at, which means that your pivot is Zach Moss on a bye. DJ Dallas, maybe. Yeah. Or Ramondre Stevenson, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, not yeah. a lot of fun options that you turn. Also, by the way, I just want to put this out here. Nikhil Harry might be the worst draft pick in the entire world. Yeah, he's not ideal. He's definitely a bust at this point, unfortunately. Um, yeah. I mean, but looking, you know, at our Mons team, the Barkley thing is really key because we've seen he's still in the playoffs if the season ended today, but I think we've seen Sam and Chair's team really gain some ground and just, you know, they're battling their own injuries and issues as well. But when Armand just doesn't have Barkley, like that's kind of what his team revolves around. So if Barkley isn't mm-hmm. there, it's really hard. Like it's it's just a huge hit for Armand. Um, you know, he needs Barkley back and healthy and being his, you know, top ten self because if not, I think I think Sam and Chair might catch him. It, it, I mean, that's huge, is where it comes down to. It. And that if those guys can close the gap, close the gap and, and Jerry's got a benefit to his schedule that extra week where that we're playing in here. He draws me. He does, yeah. With definitely. it, I don't know. I don't know who Armand draws. Uh, with it, but yeah, I'm not sure either. I don't know either. Kevin, we, or we're, we're 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 two weeks out on that, but yeah. But I mean, but I think you look at Adam's team. I think Adam's team's beatable just because of the issues that he's dealing with. So I think if you're Armand, you hate to call a week seven game a must win, but Armand really needs to get a win here. Like, I know you might not have Barkley. But you got to, when Jer and Sam play Adam's team, he might be a little bit stronger. He might not roll over as much as he could potentially this week. So Armand, I think, desperately. Like, no no team in this league this week needs a victory more than he does, in my opinion. So you're taking Armand? Um, not so fast, my friend. I'm, <laughs> saying, I'm saying he needs a win. Okay. I'm saying he needs a win. But are, are we ready to make our picks? I'm good to make mine. I'm going to take Armand. I'll take Adam. Ooh, okay. I, yeah. The Mahomes-Tennessee game is going to be ridiculously high scoring. Mm-hmm. With this, I, I feel really good about, you know, having those pieces. And Jameis Winston against Seattle, I really like. Um, and Cordero Patterson comes back. Yep, that's Which we could watch him put 30 out. The, there's too many questions on Armand's side of the ball, especially with Saquon and Scary Terry. And I, yeah, is, is two okay? Who freaking knows what's going on with Miami? I think, honestly, you convinced me. I'm going with Adam. This... How, am I, how am I supposed to make up make positional because... points on you if, you if you change your pick and then maybe pick the same one I do? Well, you can. I'm, you shouldn't be such a great <laughs> you know, convincer. You, sh- you, sh- you really should have been a lawyer because you just sold me on this one. I'm sorry. All right, so we're both on Adam. We're both on Adam. Thanks for selling okay. me on that. All right. Not a problem. Matchup of the week. Kevin and Zane. Kevin's 10 and 2. Zane's 9 and 3. I mean, this literally could be a championship preview. Um, it very well could be. And there's a lot of big names playing in these, these with these two teams. For sure. I mean, let's just start off right away. When we look at Kevin's team, it's obviously incredibly strong. You know, you, you've been beating the drum for a long time. But on a scale of 1 to 10... How concerned does does Kevin have to be with Ryan Tannehill? Only uh, one game over twenty points in yep. six I, weeks. That's that's not good. 
It's not. But if if you're Kevin, you're sitting here getting a 20 point week is a bonus. I, I'm going in with expectations that Ryan Tannehill is going to put anywhere between 12 and 14 points, and that's all I'm going to get out of him, period. Because everything else is going to go to the running back that sits on his roster in Derrick Henry. Yeah. So I guess if you're not going to get him out of the quarterback, you might as well get it out of the running back situation. And then when Barkley or Barkley, Jesus, when King Henry's not in this game, who is, I, there's nobody that can convince me that Derrick Henry's not the best fantasy football player in the league right now. Sorry, Devontae Adams, everything like that. It, this man is unbelievable. So, if you if you lose a carry to Saquon, you just or to Saquon, Jesus Christ, Daniel, figure your life out. To to Derrick Henry, you really hope that it just comes out of Ryan Tannehill's hands for two yards to somebody. Yeah, yeah. I, sure. T- Tannehill is is touchdown dependent at this point in time to be relevant in weeks. Big time. He's got to steal those those Henry touchdowns. And I mean, fortunately for Kevin, you know, he, you're right. He does have both of them. So it's not necessarily the end of the world. If Henry gets five touchdowns or Tannehill gets five touchdowns, because you know, one of them have to score and Kevin starting them both. But I don't know. I think when the playoffs come around, which, you know, we're barely halfway through the season or we are about to be halfway through the season, like Tannehill could be a liability and Roethlisberger, Carr, like those aren't two guys you want to start. I mean, Kevin's going to be fine. He's going to get to the playoffs, but I don't know. I think this Tannehill situation is weird, and I would be a little concerned. So Tennessee for the playoff schedule. Yeah. Week week 15 is at Pittsburgh. Not a great mm-hmm. matchup. Week 16 is home against San Francisco. But if Kevin makes himself to the championship game, he they are home against Miami. That's a great you game. You can't That's... ask for anything better in a championship game if you get there. But those first two matchups are tough. Yeah, and, and that's where where we might see some of that Ryan Tannehill swing if we're desperate off the Derrick Henry not being able to run the ball, which right. I don't think anybody stopped Derrick Henry. No. And, I mean, I think for Kevin it also just adds, like, getting that bye would be huge. You know, having to sit out a week and then just worry about week 16 and you can play the winner of Adam and Stefan. That's, you know, it's looking likely at this point. We'll see how it shakes out. But that's, you know, the dream. Um, you know, Zane's team, when we look at it, um, he's obviously no Kevin, you know, in terms mm-hmm. of the dominance that we've seen, but Zane's got a really strong team. I mean, he's battling injuries, you know, we're seeing kind of some disappointments as well, you know, with Miles Sanders, you know, DeAndre Hopkins, Tyler Lockett, even Dallas Goddard, you know, disappointing injuries, you know, popped up. We've seen. But even with that all said, I mean, Zane's still producing. I mean, he's scored the most points in the Avengers division. Um, he's, you know, third overall in points in the league. You know, he's one game behind me, but it's definitely the gap could be closed. You know, he could take the lead this week, depending on how my team does. Um, I don't know. I think Zane's team, I mean, Jonathan Taylor, you know, Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, Tyree Kill, just very solid elite players. Um, and all have pretty decent matchups this week um but is it enough for him to to unseat kevin i don't know it's, do you have any thoughts it's tough and i, I immediately look down at lamar jackson yeah. and it's cincinnati this week is is not going to be a, a fun game with it no can lamar jackson do big yeah. things absolutely do you necessarily see him this week against cincinnati when you truly need to see the 41 point lamar jackson i don't know and here's going to be the real true test with with where i think zane's team goes 
Mm-hmm. Miles Sanders has a very, 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 very good matchup this week against against the Raiders. Yep. Are we going to see Miles Sanders? Like, that's a legitimate question. Are we actually going to see Miles Sanders? Only two games above 10 points, only one game above 15 points on the season. You know, Miles Sanders is one of the most frustrating frustrating players in fantasy at this point. Um, I don't, my gut says no. I don't think you're going to see Miles Sanders this week. Do you think that's because of his just overall performance, or do you think it's because of the lack of opportunities that he's given by his coaching staff? I mean, I want to say it's the latter, but it's got to be both, right? Like, this team can't be stupid, right? You would, you that, would think. That's what but... I think. I don't know. It just it doesn't make sense. Like, we've talked about this a few times. His usage just doesn't match up with his talent. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, there's got to be a reason for that. At least that's what I tell myself. Yeah, I mean, this all comes down to how Lamar Jackson does and what Miles Sanders we see. And is Mike Evans going to be the guy that's getting the ball from Brady this week? The, the icing on the cake is if you get Jonathan Taylor to run really well. Those are the four things I think that Zane needs to have happen to have him stand a chance against Kevin. The nice thing about Mike Evans, last week he shot the bed. And that means he you know, should be due. Yep, he should be due. And, you know, the Mike Evans, you know, paradox says shit the bed one week, dominate the other week. I think Brady's got your back in the following week. So, all right. Again, really fast week. I think we're not even at a half hour for this. Um, let's make our calls. Who are we going for this matchup? Kevin or so, Zane? So I talked about the four pieces that we need to see out of Zane's team. Yep. I think Miles Sanders shows up this week. Yes, Ooh. I agree. Mike Evans is coming off an off week. That's two, two out of the four here. Lamar Jackson against Cincinnati. I don't see it. Sorry. And Jonathan Taylor running against San Francisco. I just can't buy for those reasons. I'm out on Zane. I'll take Kevin. Yep. It's hard to go against Kevin this week. I, or, you know, most weeks at this point, to be honest, Um, we'll see maybe when buys start popping up, you know, after Aaron Jones and Derrick Henry, I mean, he's got Daryl Williams for a little bit, you know, Mike Davis is solid, but that may be the chink in Kevin's armor, um, the running back position. So, who when does Titans have a bye and who plays 13. who plays week Kevin 13. week 13 because that could be the the chance that you need maybe to make some noise and Adam has him that week so that could be a that could be an interesting situation to say it could be very interesting that week all right quick pod in the books right before Thursday night football 90 minutes before just like we planned Dan anything else before we end things for those of you truest to the podcast, we apologize for for being a little bit later than where where you are. We want to provide the content. We want to provide the the laughter and the, the things you expect out of out of the duo that is us. Um, we promise to continue to be good with it. Sometimes life happens. We appreciate your your love and loyalty to that, and we look forward to you know more in depth bangers coming up. We will be back, ready to rock and roll next Tuesday or Wednesday. Till that time, you guys all have a great one and good luck in week seven.